They want to bring tigers back to the strip. Have you heard about this, Ash? Absolutely <laughs> crazy. Telling us, promising us that their you know, environs are going to be safer than the Nevada State Prison. I feel better already. <laughs> Wait, You're listening what? to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Giddy up. Here we go. Another wait, hour I, wait, 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 wait. of radio explain. goodness. You, you don't know this? No, explain no, the tigers. No, there's there's going to be a new show with tigers. They're trying to convince Clark County, the you know the 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 Grand Poobahs of the county, that tigers will be safe. Uh, I don't know who's putting on the show. That's a great question. <laughs> I forgot the name, but I know it- they're they're petitioning. They're currently applying for all the requisite permits to allow the show to come into place, uh, come into being. Uh, soon and let's let me see. I um, is it going to be like a Siegfried and Roy? Yeah, remake? that's the idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a comeback tour, uh, but this time more secure. Uh, I Got guess. It. I guess you know we're just not old Vegas anymore. You know, hell yeah, I get a tiger in there and a cobra and whatever. Just put a show on. We yeah, don't I do remember that anymore. The, I remember the first time I went to MGM as a kid. They still had the lions there. You could go see all the like little baby lions. Do you remember that? I thought that was the guy from Tiger King who brought them in suitcases to the hotel room. <laughs> like you could call him up. What was his name? Oh, Jeff Lowe. That guy. You just you you call up. It'd be like dial up a tiger cub, and he'd come in with you'd have giant like. <laughs> Uh, you know, one of those ballistic uh, suitcases and, you know, out, you know, come to your hotel room uh, for a pr- fee. It's probably the least sketchy thing that's arrived at many Vegas hotel rooms. In a, in a suitcase. So yes. the, it's, a, it's a proposed magic show. Uh, there's a site uh, that was picked across from the Mandalay Bay, apparently. And the Clark County commissioners are considering multiple factors uh in in evaluating whether this uh can stay um but anyway there's a town hall uh, uh over this proposed tiger show near the strip and uh and they're they're just uh you know they're just uh this guy i guess his name's owen house he says he's traveled the country and the world with his animals performing in front of over a million people and he said not one time has one of my animals eaten someone no, i didn't say that he goes i have a perfect safety record our animals have never hurt anyone or tried to hurt anyone so i don't know wow. i'm all for that now speaking of illegal mauling uh the supreme court of the united states has struck down or has i should say has uh has put up and blocked the uh regulation that every company that has 100 more employees Uh, have every employee be vaccinated or else they get the chop. Uh, That is now on hold officially. They voted 6-3. Only the liberal of liberalist justices uh, wanted this to stay in place. Uh, It's being called a split decision because at the same time, Ash, they did this thing where they kept the the, health care mandate uh, in place for all facilities – that take Medicare and Medicaid funds from the federal government. I didn't, we didn't find this so surprising. A lot of people are finding very sad. Can you choose pick one and not the other? I think there's a 
relatively simple explanation. Yeah, I, you know, when I when I read this, I realized absolutely and why I didn't articulate this sooner. Shame on me. But exactly. I mean, what the private employer mandate for companies with 100 or more, basically, the court said, look, OSHA is there to make sure that you have workplace safety, that they can, they can OSHA can enforce rules and regulation and mandates to ensure and minimize occupational risk. Here, this vaccine mandate's not an occupational risk. It is just a general life risk that OSHA was never really intended to to do. And and so it exceeded its power. And so an example would be employees with 100 or more, but they're in tight quarters or they're actually working directly in a lab with the, the virus. Sure, OSHA can come in and make a federal mandate on how those workforces need to need to apply certain safety procedures, but just general risk of COVID, the the court said no. That's that exceeds OSHA's intended um, intended uh, reach, really, and so that's why they limited. But with the with the Medicare and Medicaid health workers, they go look. In in fact, one of the rules to obtain these federal funds as a facility, you have to ensure that you one do the first thing, do no harm. You don't. Uh, you you put in procedures to minimize risk of transmitted diseases, and that's exactly yeah. what this is. Yeah, but they can right. I mean, it's but it's it's it really is a lot like parents uh, when you live at at home with your folks. Uh, what do they always tell you? Right? All the time growing up, my mom would say, "All right, my house, my rules. I pay the bills. <laughs> you know, you're gonna do what I tell you to." And and folks out there who who haven't studied the Constitution, it's a simple thing. The federal government can make private institutions do a lot of their bidding if they're the ones footing the bill, right? So they they can say, yes, we're gonna we give you federal dollars to pay for health care. So there's I would say every hospital in the valley here takes Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, so if they take federal money, you have to follow our rules. And if the rules aren't like you said, if they aren't particularly outlandish, then and they're they're somewhat related to healthcare, which I guess vaccinating people that work in a hospital and might be exposed to COVID is not terribly outlandish. Then it's a fair rule, and so the Supreme Court, unsurprisingly, even though there were I have to say there were four justices that were still against it, uh, the usual suspects uh, was Alito, Thomas. Uh, and I think Gorsuch uh, and also uh, skips my mind who the other one was. It must have been. Um, help me out. Wait, the new wait which one are you talking about? The, the oh, Medicare, uh, Comey, the Medicare Comey one. Comey Barrett. Yeah, Comey Barrett. There you go. She uh, she voted. She voted to. She would have voted to have put the stay in for that one as well. But I think the I think overall the the, the reasoning there is not surprising. So we have a split decision. But if you work at a company. Hundred more employees, and you're thinking you're going to have to, you know, get the, get the needle. Now you don't. You can at least keep your job. Uh, and this thing has been abated, is being uh, is being put on hold until there's a full decision from the Supreme Court. But I think we have a. I, I think this effectively spells uh, the end of this piece of of Biden's meddling. So good news overall. Now speaking of COVID, Ash, did you know that there are these people? that are absolutely bulletproof when it comes to COVID. Apparently they are, um, well, they're, they're just like superheroes. 
They, they, <laughs> um, the, the New York Post wrote an article, and something you and I were just talking about, uh, because I think you're the one person I know that still hasn't gotten this deadly disease and hasn't had the opportunity to recover from it that, that we know of. So we were joking about how you, you know, you should donate your body to science and that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, lo and behold, suddenly this has become a, a news story. The uh, New York Post is calling these people, like yourself, invincibles. How does it feel to be called an invincible? Well, it's not, <laughs> it's not the first or the last time I'll be called <laughs> invincible. Um, All right, fair enough. You know what? It's funny. I I read I read this article too because you sent it to me, thinking, "Hey, look, they're ta- they should have interviewed you for this." But um, the reality is, I don't know if I'm necessarily invincible. I just don't know if I've had it or not. But I've been I was getting tested like every week, multiple times a week because I was paranoid about it. I just I haven't done that recently because I I you don't want to stand in a three hour line. Yeah, I don't want to stand another three-hour line. Three-hour line. It gets expensive getting tests all the time. Also, I realized everyone around me that was getting it was getting over it relatively easily. I was also um, everyone around me that was afraid of it was getting vaccinated. We just knew more about it. So I don't know if I've had it or not. I was sick once early last year, and I got tested, and I was negative, and that's the only time. If I ever thought I had it, it might have been then, but otherwise, all of my testing's been negative. Well, so I, I feel invincible. Well, they're, they're quoting people here, and I don't know if you can relate to this. There was a guy saying, a quote here from the article, I freaked out after the first couple of exposures. But now I'm just like, maybe I'm one of those people who can't get it. And yeah. uh, and 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 th- then goes on to say that this person had f- further exposures as as months and and now years have gone by, and still hasn't gotten it. So scientists are wondering if there is some kind of you know of gene or some some kind of some kind of something physiologically different about you invincible people that are not <laughs> coming down with COVID. Uh, and it, it is it's fascinating. The the disease epidemiol oh, help me out. What a day. Epidemiologic. Thank you. Thank you. Those the, yes, yes, thank We're you. We're gonna do a folks. spelling bee one of these days. Little, little. I know. Well this I can spell it. I can't pronounce it. That's my ESL moment for the day. So yeah, but the, they're they're studying it. They're trying to figure out why why it is, and they they may need to basically bottle whatever you have and then give it to the rest of us. <laughs> Well, I mean, they could call, knock on my door. I'm, I'm willing to answer any questions. Um, but I, one thing I, I do find fascinating is while there's this group of invincibles out there, there's also um, what I like to call the collectors of the various COVID variants. You know, they're going for the collector pack of they did the original COVID, then they got the Delta variant, and now they're collecting Omicron, and they've gotten all three of them. And they've been vaccinated. And so it, it's, it is really fascinating from that perspective that some people I know are getting it multiple times, whereas other people aren't getting it at all. So there is something epidemiologically fascinating about that. Yeah, I think, people, think? Should, yeah, I think people should stick to collecting Beanie Babies. Okay, when we come <laughs> back, uh, let's get into our friend across the pond prince andy randy andy is in deep doo-doo and we were talking about this yesterday we were opining all the ways that his life could go from terrible to worse 
and it happened. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash. We'll be back right after this. Sam and Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Sam and Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. We may have discovered why Ash is one of the invincibles <laughs> that try as we might to infect her with COVID. She remains healthy and vigorous. <laughs> Ash, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they're, the apparently cannabis compounds have stopped COVID virus from infecting human cells. This in a lab study, as reported in Fortune magazine. You have some explaining to do. It's so funny. I saw this headline and I was hoping, <laughs> I was really hoping you would never make the connection between the two. But it's, I, I can't attribute my invincibility to anything, any foreign substance like this. So I don't know. Well, but it's, it is interesting. Yeah, I, I look, there's apparently some compounds that are commonly found in hemp uh, that were identified during a chemical screening, eff screening effort as having the potential to combat the coronavirus. And these scientists from Oregon State University, what a shock <laughs> uh, that is that it would be up in Oregon that they're researching the effects of cannabis on COVID prevention. But there it is. They did that. And once again, I'd like to point out... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. You, you know that, um, uh, uh, well, one, I mean, this could explain why people, certain people are invincible. I know you don't use cannabis. I, at least I have not witnessed you using cabinet cannabis. Right. But, um, but South Park, they had an episode. This was, I mean, this was a little, little while ago where, they, where they, 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 in the episode, it was discovered that cannabis was preventing, weed was preventing the transmission of, uh, of COVID-19. And, and so they really do predict the future. It's, it's between <laughs> the Simpsons. Does. Yeah. Between Simpsons and the South and South Park, they are very good at uh, telling us what's going to happen around the bend. Well, one thing that's interesting though, is the New York Post article about the Invincibles. One of them actually told a story and said that they, she had shared a joint with a friend who later tested positive for the virus days later. So maybe that's her reason. Yeah, but the friend had the joint too, no? So the oh, friend yeah. got the the, yeah. the fr friend got the vid. Yeah. The Rona point. got that guy. So she's got something. There's still an X factor <laughs> out there, not necessarily just cannabis. True. I rest my case. Speaking of cases not rested, the Duke, uh, Duke of York, aka. Prince Andrew, well, yesterday, we talked about this, didn't we, Ash? We said that this lawsuit being allowed to go forward in New York City was bad news because, uh, most importantly, he's going to be facing a, um, a discovery, but that really, just that process ultimately will culminate in him having to sit for a deposition. And a deposition, if you've not been through one of these or seen it, you've probably seen it in the media and places, but... You sit down in a conference room and you you have to answer questions under oath. And 
there there really is I mean, you can your lawyer can object to you answering questions, but generally you still have to answer the question. And later a judge will determine whether what you your answer, whether it's admissible or not in court. But and you know, short of a protective order on some things, you're you know, you're basically you have to answer the questions. And you can't lie. Otherwise you go to jail. So Prince Andrew's got a problem. And the big news today from from England, from London. The queen has basically kicked him out of the royal family. Uh, she stripped him of all of his patronages, which are the charities that he is involved with on behalf of the royal family. And she even took away – this is big. She took away his royal highness title. So that's a big thing over there across the pond if you're his, you know, her royal highness, his royal highness, member of the royal family. That title goes in your passport, affords you all sorts of privileges um, like, I don't know, unlimited Big Macs or something. I don't know what it gets you, but it gets you a lot of good. It's it's very prestigious, and here at 61 years old, uh, Prince Andrew has become his royal husband. It's done, Oof. and they've actually said, and I, I'll ask you this, Ash, what you make of this. When the queen wrote that he needs to face this lawsuit, as quote unquote a private citizen, what do you make of that? Not as a representative of the royal family. I mean, it's. I think it's as simple as that. I mean, he got into this trouble on his own, and it was unrelated to any of his dealings with the royal family, and so he's going to have to face it that way. Yeah, I read it that she's not going to help him uh, financially with financially with anything that he he's on his own. Uh, I read it that way. I also read that. I also, I, I also think, to me, I think – I might be reading too much in the tea leaves here. But I think that after yesterday's ruling from the judge, Andrew's response to it was, was, was probably still delusional. And the queen, together with her advisors, threw her hands up and said, "This enough. You're, you're done. You're 61 years old, and it's time I kick your A-money money out of the house. And the thing is, this guy is a huge embarrassment to the royal families. For all the people that are in that family uh, sacrificing to do the right thing, uh, the queen foremost among them, this um, is really just uh, – he, he, this guy's just a total buffoon. So he's been stripped of all of his military titles, can't be his royal highness anymore. The queen told this to him to his face, which must not have been a pleasant, uh, pleasant moment. And he's been – it's been reaffirmed again, no public duties, nothing. You are just – you're just Andrew. Andrew Windsor, and that's it. So and so does I, he settle? Does he settle now? Well, does I think this he, make him – does it make him more likely to settle or less? I, I don't know if it's really up to him at this point. It, it sounds yeah. like his, the the accuser here it wants her day in court. She wants to continue, and it, so it's going to be very expensive, and I'm not sure that he can afford it. And maybe that's one of the other reasons the queen is cutting her ties. Like, look, I, we're not funding this in any way and signaling to the accuser, like, you're not going to get into the royal purse strings in any way. Uh, you'll have to get any settlement money out of him personally, and that's not a lot. Uh, the other thing I was thinking of is this signals bad news for Andrew beyond the obvious. My guess is when the original accusations came down, 
he went palms up to mummy and told her everything that he did and what the risks and are and exposure is to the family and the firm. And they were like, okay, we're going to do everything we can to get rid of it. But if we can't, at this point, you will have to distance yourself from the family. And I look to, you know, being in Vegas, you look to Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs was in this terrible, terrible crash, had severe life-altering, life-ending consequences for a, a young female, her dog, and basically him. But his, his employer fired him immediately with the facts known. They didn't wait for a judge or a jury to come down and actually make a determination. They just took the facts that the Raiders knew and the Raiders cut him, cut him loose, said you're on your own. Uh, you can no longer be associated with this entity. Yeah. Well, we've got to run, Ash. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. And welcome back to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on Newstalk 840 KXNT. If you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then you heard some semblance of an ending to the last segment. (laughs) Uh, If you're listening to live radio, as many of you are, uh, what you heard was the system rudely cutting off Ash Watkins. So... With that um, admonition to this hugely misogynistic, obviously misogynistic uh, computer system running the board, um, Ash, you were saying about Prince Andrew and bringing it back to all of his legal trouble and how he was cut from the royal family to how Ruggs was cut by the team here in Las Vegas after his, you know, his accident, his crash that he caused and, 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 and the death he caused of a, of a young woman and and uh, that he very quickly faced the music yeah i mean that's exactly it i was just trying to show that it sh- it tells you that the f- that the queen and the firm they know enough about what has happened and what he's done prince andrew's done to determine they don't want any part of it moving forward and and it's similar to what henry ruggs did the raiders knew so many facts and they didn't need to wait for a civil or a criminal judge and jury to make any type of ruling they they already decided there that was egregious enough to distance themselves and terminate him from the raiders organization and that's exactly what the queen did here and so i think there's going to be a lot that we're going to learn in the discovery phase and i'm i don't think prince andrew's going to be able to settle it yeah but i'm just going to throw this out there the two are not exactly the same uh because mark davis is not you know henry rugg's mother uh and and that and i'm so that was meant to be a joke you can laugh uh, <laughs> but the other part of it, the other part of it is <laughs> i have to i have to beg for for pity laughs that's where this is uh this is right now all right <laughs> So, okay, it wasn't funny. Um, I'll, um, but we, the queen no, but, but, is not a regular mom, Sam. That's not a regular mom dynamic. She's still it, going to it's talk. Still, it's no. still, yeah, no. it's still, yeah, she's still mom. And that's part of the, pro- uh, look, and I'll, I'll be the first to say that's part of the problem, right? I mean, this, this 
The reason that Andrew is who he is, I'm a longtime royal observer, so allow me to put on that hat for a second here, is that he, he's been over, uh, over-mothered and he's been, ex- he's been excused from having to adult for most of his life. And that's, that's on the queen, not on the queen as the head of state, but on the queen as, as a mother, as, as, as a parent. And, you know, some of it comes from the dynamic of being the number two, of being the spare child. Um, and that's what you're, you know, that's why that I think the difference right between Harry and between his older brother, William, who is going to become king and Harry just has no purpose and that kind of thing. So the, the, part, the family dynamic plays into all of this, but, but you're right uh, that, you know, if, 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 if the Raiders had not cut rugs right away, ultimately what uh, his poor choices and the consequences of his poor choices become a shared burden uh, with the organization. And here, because, and you're right, because this has dragged on so long, Prince Andrew's poor choices and stupidity and selfish behavior now are a, uh, are, are a burden to the entire royal family, and, and, and perhaps rightly so. So I think uh, the number, by the way, that's being floated I don't know by who, but apparently in the media who have sources say 10 million pounds, uh, whatever, $10 million uh, that to settle. And that's a lot of Swiss chalets. I talked yesterday, I think I shared that he has a, a, a nice house in Switzerland in the mountains uh, that he's looking to offload. So if anybody wants a slightly used Swiss chalet, Formerly owned by a man formerly known as Prince Andrew. Uh, look it up. I think Sotheby's has the listing. There you go. Wow. Okay. Did you see this thing about Twinkies? No. What about Twinkie? I'm not really a Twinkie no, fan, so I don't follow I hate Twinkie Twinkies, news. But the maker of Twinkies, known as International Delight, <laughs> no. is now making a Twinkies creamer. A Twinkies creamer for your coffee. So if you love Twinkies, you can use this Twinkies creamer in your coffee. Pardon me while I go gag in my mouth. Wait, that no. sounds absolutely awful. Would you put that in your coffee? No, I, I, put, I just do cinnamon in my coffee. But Hostess makes Twinkies, and International Delights, the creamer company. So they're doing like a mashup. Okay. But, I mean, still, I, it doesn't appeal to me. I do just coffee and cinnamon. So well, this I'm is out. big news today. So I just wanted you to be aware that this was out there. And there if you a, wanted to add to your coffee repertoire, you know, now's your moment. I'll try it once, but I don't like Twinkies. So I don't, I don't think it's yeah, going like to be Twinkies a success. That sounds, sounds yeah. totally disgusting. Ugh. Well, all right. We're going to follow that. But Oreo has a new flavor. What is it? I don't know. I just know they have a new flavor. Oh. Well, you know what? I was just, uh, I think I told you in the break. I don't know if you were listening, but I... I had a first time experience with an Oreo last night. It was a chocolate covered Oreo and it was fabulous. And I'm nor- I normally don't like sweets. Okay, the new it? flavor is chocolate confetti cake. Oh, is it there has any sprinkles reason? Sprinkles galore. Um no. Well, it's a, oh. it's his 110th oh, it's a birthday. birthday. So it's the birthday Oreo that Oreo is throwing itself. Uh, I guess when you get to be a certain age, you know you got to throw your own party. Um, we've all, we've all faced that sad reality, um, either by getting older or getting married. So there it is. So retailers will start selling the celebratory treats on January 31st for a limited time. 
you might want to, <laughs> with all the problems with our supply chain, you might want to go to the store now. Yeah, get uh, you one. Got a two week, you don't want to get a two-week head start. So yeah. they think they're, do, by the way, do you, see, do you realize they think they're going to make a lot of money off this limited run cookie, up to $1 billion in sales. So uh, that's something to kind of wrap your head around. Why don't we take a quick break here so you don't get cut off again? How about that? I like that uh, idea. And I then like when idea. we come back, I want to do a Sammy on the spot. And also there's there's talk about upgrading our masks. Are they, they want, gilding them? Well, wouldn't that be nice? What, maybe we could get some of these Oreo masks that have some um, confetti on them. No, <laughs> they want us to wear more effective masks. So the Biden administration is planning to give out you know free higher quality masks like n95 masks that kind of thing i think by the time that this whole operation gets into gets underway and goes into effect right the 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 emergency of covid this huge surge is going to be over and everybody's going to have everyone's going to be one of these invincibles that is like you ash that is just impervious from getting the uh, getting the virus so i i think maybe too little too late all right, what's, we'll do the, uh, yeah, Sammy on the spot. When we come back where Ash tries to surprise me. See if you can today. Throwing down the gauntlet. See if you can really surprise me and get me good. I am, okay. I will stand by through the break. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT. What's right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT coming to you loud and clear from beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Overcast today, uh, but otherwise, almost always, 98% of the time, sunny and gorgeous. Ash, do you have a Sammy on the spot for me today? I do. Okay, this article is about a 19-year-old guy who claims he has hacked into over 25 Teslas in 13 different countries. Uh, he claims that he was able to remotely open the doors and windows of more than 25 Tesla vehicles. as on, like He was able to turn on radios, flash their headlights, start engines, and begin keyless driving. Could you That's imagine? That's not good. No. That's not good. Can he can he get the vehicle in motion? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He can get it moving, but he can't. Like if someone's already driving it, he's not able to like take it over. Okay, well that's somewhat of a relief. See, think about these cars. How smart they are. Basically, uh, uh, you know the thought the thought that comes to my mind. <laughs> I was at Thanksgiving. I was um, at uh, up in Utah, and and one of my my wife's cousins is a repo guy like he literally what he does is he repossesses vehicles that dude has some great stories i just had a thought you know the all these cars become smart cars and self-driving and everything he's going to be out of a job because the bank goes to repo the car and press a button and the car's just going to drive right back to the bank <laughs> think about that yeah uh so that so the, the, it's not surprising right that these cars they're 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 connected to the to the World Wide Web. It's just yeah. codes. All codes can be broken, right? Yeah. It's and and in nineteen year olds, frankly, a nine, the average nineteen year old has better computer skills than the average fifty year old. So I'm not necessarily necessarily surprised by the age of the guy. Um, but is it disturbing? Yes. And if I were Tesla, I would hire the kid. 
Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this kid just, I was like, one, if you're a kid and you could do this, why would you tell anyone? And then I realized, well, of course, you're going to add, it's your resume as a IT guy. Basically, this is how I can help you figure out your, your cybersecurity issues. And so, yeah, I, I think he should be consulted with uh, Tesla because that'd be terrifying. Almost, uh, well, not almost always, but I would say a lot of hackers typically end up becoming very well-paid uh, advisors and consultants, security consultants. And it's, you know, it's the way you, you graduate from, from, white, from black hat to white hat, from being one of the, you know, the bad guys, the pirates, uh, to working for the Navy, the- uh, in a matter of speaking. So th- it could be, could be a good career course for him. Yeah, and the one other interesting thing, and I should clarify, is he said it wasn't a, a vulnerability in Tesla's infrastructure. It was actually the owner's own fault. So basically, I think they had easy passwords on their their account. I guess I don't know. So well, yeah, your password shouldn't be password, and it shouldn't be Tesla, right? It, 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 I mean, so so, but I didn't realize. I guess I I don't have a Tesla. I assume there's some kind of an app that you put on your your smartphone. Or even on your, you know, through a, a browser, and you can you can have access to your car. I have something like that for my car. It's not necessarily like a smart car, but it's a newer car, and you have an app, and you can o- unlock the doors and do some things on it. With the Tesla, it's just you can do a lot more. So, I wonder how many people have had their their cars monkeyed with like this, uh, yeah. or maybe you know, like I, I bet, you know, I bet what happens a lot. We just don't hear it. Are you know exes? You might have a, you know, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, ex-wife oh, access, right? You know, you used to have to shut off, you know, you got to got to change your credit cards, your Netflix passwords, right? You can't have your <laughs> ex with your Netflix password. I'm like, crap, I forgot the Tesla password. As your ex changes the honk to the farting noise and other things that, you know, you can change all that stuff on the car and start doing embarrassing things. Oh, so, I didn't know that. But I, yes. I know, yeah, I know, I know with cars, a lot of them, you can remotely like honk the horn and flick the light. So yeah, if your ex has access to your car's app, they can really damage your, your night. If you're trying to get a peaceful night's sleep, oh, that'd be brutal. Could you imagine you're trying to sleep and they just every five minutes just honk the horn in your car? Oh, no, exactly. They can turn it on. I think even you can, I saw somebody the other day, I was, I was eating outside and somebody was showing off that their the Tesla could play like a song. You could play a song, and then the windows and the lights would do, did like a show, like the like the car was kind of dancing to the music. And I'm assuming that's a feature of the car. So yeah, in the middle of the night, you know, you start playing some Tupac, and uh, and and the windows are going up and down, and the 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 lights are flashing, and it's right outside your bedroom. Not good. Absolutely. All right. That's a, that's a good Sammy on the spot. Ash, before we go, as we're always in, into this legal stuff, I know we did our January sixth show, and we, you know, we one of one of my, I keep coming back to this point is why call it an insurrection, right? Mm-hmm. January sixth, why call it an insurrection if no one a year later has been charged with criminal conspiracy of sedition, right? Right. Well, the FBI must have been listening to our show. <laughs> did they charge someone? Yes, they just did. This guy Ooh. named Stuart Rhodes, who's the founder of Oath Keepers and 10 alleged accomplices. And it's the largest seditious conspiracy case in years. 
And uh, these are tricky cases, guys. It's not not easy to, to bring these charges, but they've got some emails where they're talking about, you know, taking over the government by force. These yahoos. Anyway, so they've they, they're they're doing it. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, folks, I, I, I know how these I know how these politicians and, and government people operate. It did not take them a year to figure out who this guy was and what he did. It did not. It didn't. They had this all along, but now they're starting to get pushback. They've got this commission heating up. They're bringing in witnesses, and they want to give it. They other, I guarantee you, other people have to have been made, made, making the same observation. Well, look, it's not a. There, no one, no one got charged with seditious conspiracy. Well, um, it's funny because this guy Rhodes was due to testify to the committee. Like they, he was going to testify in Congress about things that went down. And then the FBI was like, ah, never mind. We're gonna, we're we're just gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna charge you instead, and and not charge. Mind you, they they impaneled a grand jury, which you know takes, you know they they have to present that case. The the government lawyers have to come in to the grand jury, present the charges, present what evidence that they have, and it's a process that usually you know takes a little bit of time. So fascinating, and wow. uh, and I thought an appropriate update now that we are. You know, we're we're not even a full week um, removed from that show. That's that is crazy, and I it, you're absolutely right. It they couldn't call it an insurrection without these charges being brought, and now that they've done it, I'm just curious what the delay was. Are they like you said? Are they just truly like we want to keep the name to the? We want to be able to call January sixth an insurrection, and so well, we can't use these guys as witnesses in other char in other uh, cases, so we're just going to charge them and. I don't know if they're going to succeed. I'm, it's curious. I'm going to see what the, the evidence is. Yeah. Well, we'll follow this and see how it transpires. The, these are, I have to remind you, it's harder to get convictions on these charges. Harder, more difficult. You know, criminal trespass, um, you know, entering a secure government building. Is this you on the camera? Yes, yes, mm -hmm. that's me. Okay. Um, and where are you? Well, I'm inside the Capitol building. Okay. Uh, case closed, right? Um, is this you on camera throwing a, a fire extinguisher? And is that a police officer? Okay. Assault on a police officer. Bad behavior, unacceptable criminal charges, all that. Um, this, you know, this, some of, and I have to go and look because it's just as hot off the presses. I have to look at what all the, you know, elements are of these charges. But presumably, there has to be some amount of preparation. There has to be some amount of, of reality to, to the to the threats and the intent has to be there, I would imagine. So we'll we'll see how how all of that uh, comes together. Um, and and finally, Ash, I follow keep following up on this Alec Baldwin fatal shooting. I guess the armorer now, the gal who actually <laughs> loaded the weapon is suing. And who's she I, suing? Well, she's suing the producers, I think uh, Baldwin himself, and, and her, I mean, the, the, the whole issue here, I guess, is that, you know, she's alleging that they put her in a bad position, and I would, I would assume, because she got sued, I think, by the family of, of Hutchins, the deceased uh, uh, director, uh, and, and I think what's, gonna, what's happening is this also is, a, is probably a cross-claim. Cross they're not they're not clear about this in the news story, but typically when you when when someone sues you for something that you've done, and you believe that someone else is responsible for it, also in addition to you, or maybe more responsible than mm -hmm. you, 
you file something across complaint and you go, you go okay okay but i'm i'm suing this person over here for their role in it but i assume all those people have been sued in the first lawsuit so uh so it's just interesting to me that this is this is happening it's this this whole legal spiderweb is going to continue to grow there i think i saw that she's also suing the people that sold the ammo they're going to sue everyone under the sun that can have any responsibility over this gun but i ultimately think the buck's going to stop with alec baldwin he was not only the one holding the gun at the time but he was also the the producer of the entire production of the film and so he was in charge of the set ultimately the buck stopped with him so yeah, I, I don't know when we're going to see an end to this, but I'm curious with the invest the criminal investigation. I've, I haven't really followed up, and I think they're still taking their time down in New Mexico to determine whether or not charges are brought, but that will be fascinating. And as of this morning, Alec Baldwin still has not turned over his phone. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I can't imagine at some point if you don't comply with a subpoena like that and you've not successfully challenged it in court you can be arrested yeah obstruction of justice <laughs> like you know that you're gonna create a new crime unreal all right well we're gonna follow that and you're right this uh, they, she is suing also the gun the prop ammunition company saying at least one round in the box was uh was was not an inert round was a live round but i don't i don't i cannot imagine that they actually put live ammo in a box labeled dummy round so that's i think it's a deflect deflection it's a deflection we'll follow it another hour of great radio in the can so happy to have you with us come join us tomorrow at 2 p.m same time same place what's right with sam and ash on news talk 840 kxnt